Again, no shade to Beyonce and Beehive. Please don't come at us. Because <laughs> I already am playing with fire with the Swifties. I'm not trying to get the Beehive after us. Yeah. But. And we're back. Welcome back to your next episode of Educate Your Earbuds. I'm Gerald. And I'm Paulina. Not that you guys care, but we are going back to our old, old ways. But it's a holiday, so it doesn't matter how late we stay up. Exactly. But besides the point, I hope you guys have been doing great. We are super excited to come back with a new episode. But before that, let's just talk about some housekeeping things. If you have five seconds to spare, go rate us five stars. It really, really, really helps. And we're going to shamelessly ask for this again at the end. Yep. I got nothing to add to that because it does help. Exactly. And we would like it if you think we deserve it. Exactly. So I do have some quick recs before we get into this week's topic. So I don't actually know how I found this song. I literally was listening to one of my playlists the other day and I had already added it. So I don't know how long it's been there, but it's yep. really good. It's called Must Have Been a Ghost by Proxima Parada. I 10 out of 10 would recommend it. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, I'm almost positive I've talked about this, but I've been re-listening to Albert Hammond Jr.'s new album. It's called Melodies on Hiatus, so 10 out of 10 would recommend that one. That's the Strokes guitarist, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing that I was going to say is I may or may not be going to a concert this week. I haven't decided, but remember that Boy Genius is coming to town. Oh, my god! So if you guys don't want to hear me rave about boy genius for another 20 minutes and let's hope that i don't go to the concert we all know she's gonna go to the concert okay honestly i've been trying to win tickets and i have not been succeeding so i don't know what's going on here i entered a bunch of sweepstakes and none of them have contacted me you still have a couple days though right yeah so Maybe by the time that we record the next episode, I will have gotten some free tickets. Otherwise, I may still be seeing them. So let's dive into today's topic. As Gerald said at the beginning, it is a long weekend at the time of recording. It's, you know, Memorial Day weekend for us. Mm -hmm. And we've been spending it unwinding and honestly binge watching all the shows that all of our friends keep telling us to watch. Even though this one we were already watching kind of on our own without people telling us. Yeah. Besides the point, we've been trying to catch up on a lot of tv and with that is one of the shows that is very very popular which you guys may or may not have seen it's called bridgerton Mm -hmm. i'm honestly surprised that you've gotten into watching it because didn't i watch season one without you yeah i think you watched season one and then when season two came out you said that i should watch it with you and so you went back and rewatched season one with me. did you watch season one i couldn't remember Mm -hmm. if you rewatched or not i guess that makes sense because you would have wanted to know who some of the characters yeah so i was not like one of the early adopt early viewers of Bridgerton. Yeah. But I do remember when it first came out, as in season one, that like everyone was talking about it. It was the talk of the it was the talk of the tone. What? It was the talk of the tone, as they would say in Bridgerton. You mean the ton? Ton. Tone. Do you even pay attention when it's the ton? The ton. The tone. Okay, clearly. I think they say both. No, they don't. They say the ton. I think you just are, you were not meant to be. Whatever. I still don't know what the tone is. It's just a group of socialites, essentially. Anyways, we're getting off topic. This is why we don't (laughs) go in at night. 
It's probably why we're getting one star review. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Okay, but if you have watched the show, you know that one of the big things that the show is known for is having classical renditions of songs that are very big in pop culture, mm -hmm. both today and, you know, some 80s songs, you know, just a little bit sprinkled here and there, but all very, very well-known songs. And sometimes you might even be watching the show and not notice when it's playing one of those classical covers mm -hmm. or pop covers that are made classical, I guess that makes more sense. Because some, it just like slides it in very mm -hmm. discreetly. Slyly. So like if you wouldn't, if you don't, I guess have like a good ear for it, sometimes you wouldn't catch it. Mm -hmm. But anyways, with that, we are going to be talking about those various songs that are played at the balls and dances of all of the episodes. We'll be talking about what our favorite ones are and then how it adds to the show and a, a couple final questions at the end. Mm -hmm. So, okay. The first thing I kind of wanted to just start with is a little background on the show and just FYI, if you haven't watched the show, when Gerald talks a little bit just about the brief synopsis of seasons one, two, and the Queen Charlotte season, just you can skip his part and you don't want to hear his voice anymore. Oh my <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But Bridgerton is an American historical fiction romance and it's streaming on Netflix. It was created by Chris Van Dusen and it is actually based on a book series by Julia Quinn. It is Shauna Land's first scripted show for Netflix and the first season debuted actually in December 25th, 2020. So literally at the start of the pandemic. So I kind of feel like that that's when a lot of stuff blew up just because everyone was stuck at home. Yeah, I'm sure that's why it had a huge popularity. Not not only because of that, but like mm -hmm. that and a lot of shows that a lot of people Tiger King blew up. I was gonna time. say I don't, I don't want to be careful how I wear this because I was about to say shows that a lot of people probably wouldn't have watched otherwise except it, for COVID. I mean, and Tiger King it. was going to be my example. Yeah. I'm not saying people wouldn't have watched it, this it, Bridgerton if COVID wasn't on. Yeah, I get saying, what you're saying. Along with many other shows, I'm sure it had a surge in popularity because right. of the pandemic as well. Exactly. So first season, December 25th, 2020. Second season was March 25th, 2022. By April of 2021, actually the series had been renewed for third and fourth seasons. Mm -hmm. So in May of 2023, Queen Charlotte, which is kind of a spinoff series, was released. And again, it focused on the character of Queen Charlotte from Bridgerton. Yeah. And so I was actually looking into it because I was curious if there was going to be a season two. Oh. And King George. Yeah. As of now, there's no plans on a season two. Oh, bummer. I liked the actors in this season. Although I'm kind of glad about that because they wrapped it up with a nice bow at the end, it seems like. Yeah. I feel like if, if they did a season two, it would just, to me, it would just feel like a money grab. Oh, for sure. For um, sure. And for those that don't know, Shonda Rhimes, who you know, is the executive producer. One of them. One of them but the main one mm -hmm. i believe she is the creator of gray's anatomy oh that's yeah. where her name mm -hmm. that's probably where you've heard her name from yeah not that either one of us are big gray's anatomy i don't think i've seen a single episode honestly i've seen a couple my roommate watched them in college mm -hmm. but not not a ton Okay. Yeah. Anyways, besides the point, it is a pretty good show. It got 82% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, not the gold standard, but not bad. So I would recommend it. Obviously, I've watched all three seasons. I don't know if you would. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely, it's not normally my taste in like types of shows, like the kind of cheesy romantic, but like it's been enjoyable. It's a <laughs> the nice. Cheesy romantic. No, well, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it's it, it's romance. It definitely leans into the like feel good story and hopeless romantic. I don't necessarily tropes. think it's like a feel good. It's not a rom com. That's like a feel no, good. no. It's not a rom com. I'm not saying it's a rom com, but it's romantic with like turbulence throughout. But it's always <laughs> kind of like it's a happy ending. That's what I mean by feel good. Uh, okay, I get it. I get so. it. Well, okay, so. Spoiler alert, but do you want to just kind of give a brief synopsis of seasons one and two and then Queen Charlotte? Again, if you guys don't want to know about the show, just skip ahead five minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So skip ahead now. But uh, <laughs> so the main Bridgerton series, the, the first two seasons focus on the Bridgerton family, uh-huh. hence the name. Exactly. Which is one of the not royal families, but uh, they're... The dad was a Viscount. Yeah. They're like lords. Would you say? Are Viscounts lo- oh, Gosh, I hope we don't... I know we have some UK listeners. I hope they're not shaking their heads. Yeah, because they call him like... Lord and Lady Bridgerton and stuff. That's true. Okay. At points. Okay. I don't. I don't get the whole Viscount and aristocracy and of all the titles. Great Britain. So I won't talk on that. But yeah, I mean, it focuses on their family. It takes place in the Regency period of England, which, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, the Regency period is when the Prince Regent took was the one leading mm. Britain because the king was deemed too mad to. Oh, so that king. actually was. That's that's for the term interesting came from sorry i was just gonna say i stupidly thought (laughs) a lot of times when i see period pieces of what i think is this time period i always think it's a victorian oh my god and i'm like then i was reading and it was victorian would be like with queen victoria i was like oh duh yeah (laughs) and queen charlotte was an actual person yeah anyways go ahead well so in real life the regency period was actually only like a decade long Uh or something like that or nine years i can't remember off the top of my head but it was like a very short period of time Mm -hmm. but so i mean the story focuses on the kids in the bridgerton family Mm -hmm. going through standard like courting procedures of the time trying to find a spouse a spouse partner well the women would just get married off essentially the guys could actually go and somewhat find a spouse yeah yeah so it shows them trying to like navigate this but still find love versus the what was probably standard at the time of just getting married off for money and right, power. Right, marriages. Exactly. And then Queen Charlotte is the prequel to those yeah. two seasons, focusing on the fictionalized version of the real-life queen. Mm-hmm. And it kind of jumps back and forth between the Bridgerton time period and the, the prequel time period mm-hmm. of when she was, I think it said she was 17 or something. And that's yeah. Her going through the same thing, getting, going through an arranged marriage with King George. George having to bear an heir to the throne and navigate all of that. Yeah, that was very good. You didn't really give any like crazy spoilers, just a good synopsis. Yeah, try not to. Yeah. All right. If you were skipping ahead for spoilers, start listening now. I hope they didn't skip too far ahead. You know, every time I've been listening to a podcast and they say skip for spoilers and I skip, I always skip too far behind. So just make sure that you come back and listen. Where we want you to listen. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just kidding. But I guess, so we'll get into the main reason we're talking about this today is because people are always talking about the music that's put into this and with Queen Charlotte being new on Netflix, now's a good time to talk about it. Exactly. And it's fresh in our mind. So we can kind of go through some of our favorites Mm -hmm. without having to think about it too much. Yeah. Okay. So first I'll just go through the season one songs. 
We start off with Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. Then they do a cover of Maroon 5's Girls Like You. They then did a cover of Shawn Mendes's In My Blood, which this one I did not remember at all. I don't know if you did. Vaguely. So, so some of these songs were definitely easier for me to pick out than yeah. others. This one was kind of medium for me. Yeah. In terms of like being able to listen to it and subconsciously recognize where it was from. I mean, the part where they do Thank You Next, they literally start it from the top of the song. So it kind of makes sense that you'd be able to pick it out. Exactly. More easily. Yeah. The next one I thought was kind of easy to pick out, but Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. Oh, yeah. that You can spot that from a mile away. Yeah. I actually really liked the string quartet version of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. The next one, I don't think I knew this song before the show, but it's called strange by celeste featuring hillary smith did you know this song mm -mm. yeah and then the last one obviously we knew it taylor swift's wildest dreams yeah this one was probably one of my favorite of the yeah, series um, same the covers that they did so then with season two this one i seriously did not remember and then when i listened back to it i'm like oh my gosh like i don't really understand why they put this one there but they did a cover of nirvana's stay away and it was covered by the vitamin string quartet Mm -hmm. Again, did not pay or notice at all when this song came out. They did a lot more songs in season two than season one, I noticed. They did. They did, didn't they? Not quite double, but almost. So they did a Madonna song. They did Material Girl. Mm -hmm. That was covered by Chris Bowers, who you'll hear that name a couple times throughout. He's done a yeah, lot. Yeah, he did. Did he do the whole composition for the show? Because I kept seeing his name. I, I don't, don't think he was the lead composer. Um, music. I, I don't know what the term in the industry is called for we should ask our film friends we yeah. don't know <laughs> but then uh they also did rihanna's diamonds mm. which that was also i like that one a lot and mm -hmm. that's easy to pick out dancing on my own by robin the original apparently there's been a lot of versions of dancing on my own mm -hmm. actually music rec there's a new version by the regrets they're like an indie la band dancing on my own you Check like that the, out. you like the regrets yeah the regrets are great mm -hmm. Uh, sorry, that was my little sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> they did uh, another one that you like, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, this one was really good. Wait, what song was it? You didn't say. You ought to know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this one was actually really good because I wouldn't have expected them to cover Alanis and the way that it came out was really well done. Mm -hmm. This next one, please forgive me if I uh, mispronounce it. Yeah, it's a very famous Bollywood song, so um, we might not know how to pronounce it. But correctly. I believe it's pronounced Kabi Kushi Kabi Gam, mm -hmm. also covered by Chris Bowers. Original song was by Lata Mangeshkar. Yes. Did I say that correctly? I am not sure, but you probably said it better than I can. Again, apologies for any mispronunciation. The last one, a big one that I know you'll know, was a Harry Styles one, A Sign of the Time covered by Steve Horner. Yeah, I was reading an article about this and apparently whenever they got Harry's team to give the okay that they could use it for the series, they were hoping that they were going to say like, oh, yes, we're so excited, blah, blah, blah. And they just said, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like they weren't more, I don't know. They weren't super into it. The next one is Pink's What About Us. I don't remember them doing this song. I didn't until I, I went back and watched some of the clips that they were in. Then another one of my favorite favorites from the season it was a calvin harris song how deep is your love yeah i know you like that one yeah well we'll talk about our tops at the later on but gerald and i when we were briefly going through ours figured out that a lot we of ours were <laughs> essentially the same, of the same ones, ones. 
Oh, how uh, embarrassing. Last but not least, for sure, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. The queen. The, the queen last. herself. I know uh, you don't like Miley, but... Send we... Gerald hate mail for being anti-Miley. No, no. There's the rule. All hate mail goes towards Paulina. Whatever. Okay, and then Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. These are the songs that were featured as string quartet covers. Mm -hmm. First was Halo by Beyonce. Actually, there was a couple Beyonce songs, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, how I feel. Then next one, and I think it was the best one of the season, it's If I Ain't Got You. It was an Alicia Keys cover, also by the Vitamin String Quartet. And one thing that I, whenever I was prepping for this episode, I was kind of reading an article, and it said that Alicia Keys also recorded a version of the song with 70 musicians that were from the Queen Charlotte Global Orchestra, and they were all women of color you can fun fact not sure if you saw it but i did you can find this on alicia key's youtube channel oh really the video of it uh i didn't see that part yeah. but apparently she told billboard that whenever they have an orchestra of all women of color from all over the world they're finally doing something right this is what our ancestors never experienced that was pretty but, cool yeah so i thought that was really nice and that song pick was really good the scene was really good just overall 10 out of 10 mm -hmm. okay the next one we go back to beyonce they did deja vu and the cover was done by audio station then they did another beyonce song run the world and this one was done by brian chan and caleb chan also did the next one nobody gets me by SZA. and then last but not least they did i will always love you obviously it's a whitney houston song covered by the vitamin string quartet all in all i mean pretty strong songs from season one one, two, and Queen Charlotte, mm -hmm. I would say. I agree. So before we go into some of our tops, which again, we realized that <laughs> basically picked the same ones for some reason, I did have some like- Great minds think alike. Exactly. And so do ours. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's go into some of the rapid fire questions. First one. Why do you think Shonda Rhimes and the team at Netflix decided to go the route of covering pop music for the show with string quartets instead of playing traditional ballads of the Regency period? So I actually read there was an interview with the lead music supervisor, I guess. I don't know if that's what the official title is mm -hmm. about like the reason of, of choosing specific songs. Okay. And they kind of wanted to go with pop songs that still had a lot of emotion and like feeling to it. Cause that's, kind of what they said the show itself was about it's just like using songs that people will still be able to recognize mm -hmm. even though it's like altered and in this classical format like they'll still be able to recognize it and kind of bring a lot of joy and energy to the show okay. without actually making it dull if that makes sense so if they would have just done classical or piano ballads for example in the movie pride and prejudice and just have like a general score like they would in a movie of a this time period what is the benefit of just doing pop songs versus just doing that? Well, I think it brings like a little more emotion to it because people already feel connected to those songs. They already like, feel a response when they hear it versus mm. if it was just a new composition, new classical sounding composition, they wouldn't necessarily feel the same way. I guess it depends on the composer and if they're doing their job correctly. No, that that's true. But like think of it uh, of some of your favorite songs versus a song you don't know. They could have similar sounds 
sounds and like meanings yeah. behind it, but one you have a connection with because because you, you've listened to it, you know, dozens, hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that's no, my thought yeah. on it at least. That makes sense. I think it was obviously maybe a little bit of that, but mostly they were already changing some of the historical accuracies when portraying this time period. So, for example, let's just talk about the obvious one. But back in that time period, there was definitely a lack of diversity or just the mixing of, you know, white people and people of color was just not a thing. It was very racially segregated. Mm -hmm. And so in the show, they make a point to the queen is a person of color and the people of the town, Lady Danbury and other people are people of color. And so I think that they, since they were already changing some of that to correctly, I think try to cast a more diverse group of people then they could also kind of play around with the music and bring some of those elements of how society is now like our pop songs but twist it into that time period does that make sense yeah no i can picture that too yeah so that's what i kind of think i mean i'm sure it does bring some of the emotional connection because you already know that music Mm -hmm. so uh, this kind of goes along with that question but do you think having the covers of pop songs adds to the format of the show or does it not have any effect no i definitely think it adds to it again back to like what i was saying it kind of brings emotion out of it whenever they're they're like at a ball having a party type thing and thank you next come on it's like oh my gosh thank you next and then it gets me like oh what's happening yeah so i think it adds to it you know what would be cool if they had for example ariana grande pop up as like a member of the ton and she was dancing in the like as, like a, as a little cameo that you have to look for background it. character yeah yeah no, not necessarily as a character but you know how for example disney movies have like mickey mouse's in random parts of movies so that you spot it you didn't know that no is at, that least a thing? A, at least the old animated movies used to do that so they huh. would draw like a mickey mouse head on a rock where the little mermaid was on okay stuff like that so what i'm saying is if they just had as one of the background dancers like ariana grande or like beyonce over there like just kind of if you look for it they're there that would be cool. No, I never, I, n- I never know that. But yeah, that would be cool. The the singers, or if it was like Ariana, someone playing the violin, in yeah, the orchestra or yeah. something, that'd be kind of funny. If you're listening, Shonda Rhimes, do that for seasons. <laughs> but well, I, I think they just finished a season three filming. Filming. So uh, okay. maybe do it for season four if you can. But that would yeah. be very expensive be, budget. Well, but if they get like the artist to volunteer. I mean, I we got know. Lizzo in Star Wars, so you never know. <laughs> okay. Next question, because I'm getting really off topic. Do you think it was on purpose that all of the covers from Queen Charlotte's season of Bridgerton were original songs by women of color? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, that's not a coincidence. But I remember I saw an interview with Shonda Rhyme. I don't know if it was an interview or like an awards acceptance for mm-hmm. like Grey's Anatomy years ago or something like where she was promoting more diversity in, mm-hmm. in film and TV industry. So that's definitely something she wants to carry over into this, I would say, especially with like mm-hmm. the themes of the Queen, Queen Charlotte. Charlotte season. Exactly. Know, what would have happened if England was more diverse all those years ago? Right. The Great Experiment. The Great Experiment as they refer to it in the show and stuff. So yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And I definitely think that was like a cool thing that they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one of the quotes that I saw from an article that I was reading was, the first season brought us Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, and Ariana Grande covers, artists that we don't have to stretch too far to imagine Daphne listening to. Daphne was the main character of Mm -hmm. season one. In the next season, intermingled with the typical Western pop covers was a song, Kabi Kushi Kabi Gam, sorry, a non to Kate's Indian roots. 
And so then for Queen Charlotte, the soundtrack was taken a step further in celebrating the protagonist's ethnicity by being composed of only black women. The show's music supervisor, so I guess it is a supervisor, you were right. Okay. Alexandra Potsavas tells Netflix, it was important to honor Queen Charlotte with her own musical palette, and that felt like Charlotte's essence. Yeah. It's like a little detail that adds to it that you might not Mm -hmm. realize it just watching the show. Yeah. But it's definitely like, it kind of makes it more, not focused, that's not the right word but like it brings light to it brings it yeah yeah i don't know it's just i don't know i appreciate the attention to detail i agree i guess i would say in focusing on that it's funny that you mentioned that though because while doing this trying to bring more people of color i think they kind of messed up a little bit in that three of the one two three four five six so half of the covers are beyonce songs yes beyonce is an icon but you're telling me that there's not other women of color that have good enough music to be featured yeah i i kind of agree with that because as i as we were putting this list together and i saw that many of them were beyonce yeah i was kind of like i'm sorry but there's so 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 many women of color that could have been featured yeah and especially with pop songs nowadays they could have thrown as you Lizzo, said Lizzo or, like or, Nicki Minaj Cardi B mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion or other people mm-hmm. there's just so many opportunities that again no shade to Beyonce and Beehive please don't come at us because <laughs> I already am playing with fire with the Swifties I'm not trying to get the Beehive after us yeah but they could have probably picked other people. I agree. I, I mean, I think they did pick some good songs from her, but I, I'll call it a missed opportunity. That's, yeah. that's what I'll refer to it as. Yeah, I agree. So with that, let's just get into the final part of this episode, which is our top songs. And again, we peeked at each other's and we totally shouldn't have because we would have been surprising ourselves. But what was both of our top two songs from season one? From season one... My second place was Thank You, Next, the Ariana Grande cover. And my first place was Wildest Dreams, the Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift cover. Same, same exact as I. I, yeah, I think those were by far the best ones. Taylor, the, the Wildest Dreams one, honestly, may... It's I, almost better. Well, I was... <laughs> the, oh. What were you going to say? Uh, that's not what I was going to oh, say. what were you going to say? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily dis- disagree. No, because I like her original version. No, I was going to say it might be my favorite from all the seasons so far. Oh. It's, it's probably number two on my list overall. So I'll leave it at number two for now and I'll let you it's know. Not, which... It's not my number one, but we'll see if we have the same number one. Then. Okay. Okay. What about season two? All right. Season two, Diamonds. Okay. The Rihanna song. Mm-hmm. That's number three for me. Wrecking Ball as number two. Okay. <laughs> which was also kind of high up there. In, it was in, really high up there. In my overall list. But How Deep Is Your Love as my number one from season two of Bridgerton. Very, very good. Yeah. Again, I had the same exact picks as you because oh we are gosh. the same. We have morphed into the same person officially. Uh, too, too many podcast episodes together. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And then what about for Queen Charlotte? For Queen Charlotte, I, I only picked one. You only picked one? I only picked one from the season. Top. And this is going to be my top. No, this is going to be my top two. For all the seasons. Wait, no, I thought you picked a different one for this. Oh, wait, we did pick different Yeah, we picked different Sorry, I got confused. Yeah, no, this is my top (laughs) for between all Bridgerton and Queen Charlotte so far. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. So why was that your favorite? I don't know. I just really liked it. I thought, okay, spoiler alert, but both... 
Queen Charlotte and King George have like a person that serves them all the time and these two guys ended up being like a gay couple and so in that scene they're having like a little private dance and i thought that was really cute yeah i don't know i i I just really like the cover yeah i don't have anything to say about it all right get back well i didn't have the exact same ones as you for season three so my top for this season and my top for all of the seasons is actually if i ain't got you the alicia keys cover Mm. i thought this one was done perfectly followed closely by nobody gets me by SZA. i think both of those were probably the best halo was very close to being on there but i think i almost just didn't want to put queen b just despite her <laughs> oh my gosh you are trying to get us haters i'm not trying to get us haters i do i do like beyonce and i don't dislike taylor swift all of her just some of her <laughs> we'll get into that because actually that has been a highly requested topic yeah with her eras tour and everything a lot of people have been have been saying get on taylor swift get on taylor swift we will get to it eventually we got we got a couple topics where we got on the docket first though exactly so with that we do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode we hope that maybe it inspires you to watch the bridgerton series because it's really good yeah if you've watched bridgerton and haven't yet watched queen charlotte i'm sure you'd enjoy it and yeah you know, maybe this episode will get you to want to watch Bridgerton. It's a decent show. It's good to put on in the free time. And it's, like, not that long either, so it's very easy to catch up. Yeah, like, each season's only, what, like, five, six, six episodes, episodes, something yeah. like that. So you can go through the series pretty quick. Exactly. It's not a huge time commitment. Exactly. So, do you want to tell everyone where they can roast you for... What is it that they need to roast you for? No, they're roasting you in the comments. I'm just kidding. You can email all your feedback to us at educate.your.earbuds at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at educate.your.earbuds.pod and TikTok at educate.your.earbuds. We are also now streaming on iHeart Podcasts. Yes. So in addition to Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music, we're on iHeart Podcasts. So find us, like, review, share with your friends if you feel like we deserve it. We love making these podcast episodes for you, random music stuff. Exactly. In whatever way we can, uh, rate us five stars because it really does help and it'll keep us bringing you more of these fun little episodes too, like about Bridgerton and and music in general that you never thought you needed to know. Anything and everything. And with that, you guys will be seeing us in a week. Thanks for listening. Bye.